can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics are coming off of a tough 108-102 loss to the Detroit Pistons, which marks the second loss against the 7-19 Detroit Pistons this year. Uh, And I'm officially crowning the Pistons as the best worst team in the NBA. They, so far this year, have beat the Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Lakers, and Heat. Uh, so they're beating all the best teams and losing to everyone else. Uh, but I do want to follow today's podcast, same as normal, go through player of the game, and go through some of the positives. Again, not a lot. Uh, and then we'll follow up back half of the podcast, talk about some of the negatives. Uh, do have some TPE updates as well, so I want to talk through that. But to get started, I do want to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. And for the large majority of tonight, he was one of the most effective players that we've had. Uh, and this was a really solid game for him, for like all around. End of the night, 33 points, 7 assists, 11 rebounds, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. And, you know, overall played a solid game. Had a couple of clutch threes uh, that he just stepped into. Had a couple of really nice drives. And as you see today with the free throws, he was aggressive. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit last game. You know, when Tatum moves the ball, the Celtics play better. And, you know, tonight obviously was not fully that case because we didn't really have much contributions from the rest of the team uh you know Jalen Brown still put up his you know he had 27 points so we'll talk about him in a little bit as well uh but besides that you know Shemi was playing well and you know ended up getting hurt you know hopefully not that serious he finally got his start today uh but the other guy, you know, that we will talk about was Pritchard. You know, he came off of a, a scorching hot game against the Raptors and then kind of followed up with a dud. And this is a game without Kemba, so we kind of needed every contribution we can get. Uh, but I want to want to dive into Tatum's performance here a little bit. You know, one of the things that I've you know, kind of giving him shit for for the majority of the season is not being aggressive enough with the ball. And a lot of the times, you know, he's taken his fadeaways that he's kind of perfected at this point. But what he's not doing is drawing contact. And tonight he really, he he did change that a lot. You know, we saw a lot of drives, a lot of hard takes to the hoop. Uh, and it showed. I mean, he, it resulted in 13 free throw attempts could be wrong i believe that's a season high uh so overall solid night you know he kind of continued the the string of assists i mean you saw him last game with nine assists he got seven today jalen brown had 10 assists last game zero today uh 
and we'll talk about that as well later in the game and later in the podcast, excuse me. But, you know, Jason Tatum kind of did everything tonight. Uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, coming out with a loss. I mean, there, there were just a lot of things that the Celtics did not do well. And we'll touch on that, you know, moving forward. Uh, but the other guy that, you know, did play pretty well, I mean, outside of the, the zero assists was Jalen Brown. You know, he was he hitting his shots lights out. You know, 27 points, two steals, a couple of huge steals, uh, as well as six rebounds. You know, 11 of 21 shot over 50% from the field. So this is a, you know, overall a solid game for the Reign and Jays. Combined 50 points, combined 17 rebounds. You know, overall, you can't really ask for too much more. But it resulted in a loss. So it's a tough, it's a tough game to watch. Because if you look at the rest of the the rest of the team, you know, I'll give I'll give Shemia another Pat on the back here, I guess you should say. I mean, nine points, three assists, two steals, five rebounds on three of five shooting, two of four from three. Uh, Had a couple of really nice drives, too. You know, he up-faked, blew past Blake Griffin, got fouled, two free throws. A really strong take and transition, ended up getting the, you know, one-handed kind of floater in transition. Uh, so had a couple of really nice plays. And, you know, it, it's just tough because we didn't really have anything else. You know, outside of those three guys, the next best player that we had was Javante Green. You know, he had seven points, two steals, a block, four rebounds, shot three of three from the field. Uh, so Fairly solid game. Only played 12 minutes, though. So, you know, we need we need bigger performances from the rest of our team. And I'll kind of dive into that, you know, in the back half of today's podcast. But it's tough because we're coming off a game where we had such strong performances from both Pritchard and Ojale. And today it really just didn't transfer like it didn't pull over from yesterday to today and we're talking the the matter of one day at this point uh it's always tough playing a back-to-back but if you look at the detroit pistons you know it's the detroit pistons they were six and 19 before today uh so it's just it's tough because we didn't have the performances that you would have liked. Tatum, Brown did their thing. You know, overall, I'd say as a team, we did a pretty good job of getting to the free throw line. You know, 30 free throws, solid. 22 makes, shooting 73%. Again, as a team, not a bad number. I would like for it to go up. Uh, but overall, I mean, 30 free throw attempts, like we were doing something right. Jalen, four of seven, Tatum, 12 of 13, Tice, three of four. You know, granted, I mean, Tatum kind of held the fort down on that front today. 
Um, but you know, overall, I mean, the Celtics started started hot. I believe the score was twelve to two after you know the first four or five minutes. The Celtics were playing lights out to start the game, uh, and then we managed to get ourselves in a eleven point deficit about midway through the second quarter. Uh, managed to bring it back down to two at halftime. So it's just, you know, the Celtics were all over the place. They were all over the place. We were outscored 27 to 23 in the first quarter after being up 12 to two. So you can do the math there. The Pistons went on a 25 to 11 run to end the first. And then the Celtics outscored them 29-27. Got outscored by eight in the third. And then we actually outscored them by four in the fourth. But we dug ourselves in too big of a ditch that we could not overcome. And this, again, I've talked about it, I feel like, at least twice a week at this point. And it's it's easy to do so, I guess, in a season when you're playing, you know, at a minimum every other day. But we have one quarter that just absolutely destroys us. And again, third quarter, go figure. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, outside of that, there really weren't a ton of positives to take from today's performance. So I'm going to switch over into the negatives here before we do so. I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we are back for the back half of today's podcast. Want to talk about some of the negatives, and I'm really not sure where to start. Celtics defense was horrible tonight. You know, I joked about it. I guess it wasn't too much of a joke uh, about turnovers last game. And we talked about Jeff Teague not playing a single minute, having a DNP in the scorecard. Love to see it. I talked about it on Twitter today that Jeff Teague likely to see 20 minutes. Got 22. Fortunately for the Celtics, he didn't play horrible offensively. With that being said, he definitely didn't play good. Stills holding onto the ball way too long. And... He pretty, I think, I believe it was back-to-back offensive possessions that he had a turnover. The very first play, he gets in, he dribbles down to the baseline, loses the ball out of bounds. The very next possession, I believe, 
turned the ball over, resulted in a layup. So Jeff Teague has just continued to suck on multiple levels. You know, fortunately tonight, he didn't shoot terrible. Ended with eight points, two or three from three. So those numbers I can live with. But what I can't live with is the turnovers, is the inconsistency on moving the ball. You know, these are the things that I gave Shemi a lot of shit for early in the season. Every time he touched the ball, he seemed to be lost. Fortunately, Shemi has kind of figured that out because he's just, every time he touches the ball, it's usually just in a corner three position and he's just going to shoot it. Uh, But tonight, Jeff Teague has just continued to look lost on every aspect of offense. And it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, we ended the ended the third quarter on a 17 to 4 run. The Pistons, not the Celtics. Uh but these are these are just things that, you know, the Celtics can't do and continue to want to win. You know, Sadiq Bay everyone is freaking out on Twitter because Apparently, they're better GMs than Danny, and it just said that we should have gotten him. Not disagreeing. <laughs> He's obviously playing a, a hell of a season, but tonight absolutely torched us. Led the, led the Pistons in scoring 30 points, 12 rebounds on 7 of 7 from 3, which is an absurd number. That I don't know if it's ever happened. I don't know if anyone's ever shot seven of seven from three. That's just crazy. Uh, but ten of twelve from the from the field in general. So the guy was lights out, and it's just it's just another game. It's another game where the Celtics overall just really did not come out. You know, we talked last last podcast about how well the Celtics distributed the ball. You know, getting an assist on a large portion of our points. Uh, in tonight, end of the night, 15. You know, Jay, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown alone had 19 assists last game. And the Celtics end today with 15. You know, these are these are the big issues. We've talked about it all year long. The Celtics' inconsistencies lie on chemistry, which is distributing the ball amongst each other. It is very much hero ball for the majority of it. And Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both phenomenal one-on-one players. But the Celtics play better when they move the ball. And tonight was not the case on that. So... That is a huge downfall of today. The biggest downfall of today is just defense in general. You know, we give up way too many possessions, way too many turnovers, and just the defense collapses. You know, overall tonight, if you look across their lineup, they shot pretty well. But they got to the line a lot, you know, and that's that's the big issue. You know, the Celtics are are fouling in positions that they shouldn't be fouling in. 
And overall, you just can't let it happen. They had 22 points off of turnovers. 22. So it's it's just another game where you look at the, the Celtics and our inconsistencies are just crazy. They're, it's, it's ridiculous. We play such a good game, such a good game against, you know, significantly better teams. Like, I look back on the Clippers win, even the Raptors win, even, like, the game that we lost against the Lakers, we played better than this. And it's just, it's a situation where we talked about this last podcast yesterday as well, that, you know, this is a stretch of games that we need to take advantage of. Like we had the third easiest schedule leading back, leading up to the end of the first half here. And to start off the loss to the six and 19 Detroit Pistons is tough. You know, we need to start making moves and proving that we belong because right now I'm not one to, to trash the seas by any means, but this is, this is ugly. And something needs to change. Something needs to change. Overall, the defense tonight was the big issue. You know, 108 points to the Detroit Pistons. And a lot of them weren't... You know, they had 25 points on free throws. A lot of them weren't the Pistons making great shots. You know, they shot 40% from three, which as a team is pretty good. 43% from the field, okay, but 25 free throws. They're not like an insanely big team by any means, but they were blowing past our perimeter defense, getting into the lane, and drawing fouls. And that's something that the Celtics' identity over the last three, four years has been defense. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame it on the fact that Marcus Smart's out because it's a lot deeper than one player. Will he help with that? Sure. Should we have to rely on that? No. Like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are significantly better defensive players than what we showed tonight. And so is Shemi. Shemi, I mean, granted, did play pretty well tonight. I will give him credit on that end. But this Celtics team needs to figure something out. You know, they Mike Gorman actually came out of the stat later in the game. The Celtics are 2-11 when scoring less than 111 points. 2-11. So it's showing that there are games where we're holding teams fairly low points. But the Celtics just aren't coming out. Like, the Celtics need to score. We've got two of the two of the best one-on-one players in the NBA, in my opinion. Jason Tatum has, I, I think, been there already. J- Jalen Brown has proven himself this year. But these are things that need to change. Like, we shouldn't be scoring 102 points, especially to a Detroit Pistons team 
that defensively is not that good. Actually one of the worst in the league. Hence their 7-19 and record. So, you know, overall, this is another night where you kind of look at the team and think, hey, we need someone else. We're missing a guy. And, you know, yes, Kemba resting on another, you know, back-to-back night. So he's not going to get his time. Yes, Romeo Langford still out of the lineup. It seems like he's going to be back by the time All-Star break rolls around. Yes, we're missing Marcus Smart, who can put up points and is going to anchor your defense. But we're still missing a wing scorer. And I do want to talk about this real quick. I'm not going to I'm going to keep this short cuz we've talked about it almost every episode for the last 2 weeks. Uh but Harrison Barnes Sacramento came out with a statement today saying that they're not overly interested in trading Barnes. And I don't really buy it. I really don't. And here's why. This could very well be Sacramento trying to force our hand. Force a lot of people's hands because right now Barnes is playing at a level that deserves big money. And this could be them just trying to bring in a higher price tag on any sort of trade. A lot of people are also now talking about John Collins. And I do want to touch on this really quick because the John Collins talks are crazy. And I'm not saying crazy in a good way. The Hawks are actively looking at trade options or trade offers for John Collins. Everyone and their mother is now saying Danny Ainge needs to make this deal. If he doesn't, he's a horrible GM. I've, I'm not even I'm not exaggerating. I've heard it five times today that he's a horrible GM if he does not make this trade. John Collins is not worth it. Right now he's on a, a fairly low deal. I believe he's, I believe he's making like 11 million dollars. The problem with that is he just turned down a 90 million dollar extension in December because he thinks he's worth max money. And while that might be true, the Celtics cannot afford max money. And I want every Celtics fan to hear what I'm about to say, because it's how you need to think of this right now. The NBA has a hard cap of $138 million. Jason Tatum's extension is kicking in next year. And once that does the Celtics, cannot physically offer another guy max money. Like they will not have enough money on the team to add a John Collins if he's getting max money. We've got Tatum, Kemba, and JB. Adding a guy like John Collins is going to push us pretty much at the top of that block. So it's not going to work because we're not going to be able to ha- we're not going to be able to have anybody else on the team. So at best, John Collins, sure, we pick him up this year. We trade all of these assets 
and it seems like it's a plethora of, you know, about three draft picks as well as three players for John Collins. And it's it's just not feasible. Like, sure, the TP could pick him up this year, but is John Collins the piece that is going to bring us a championship? You know, if that's the case, you know, maybe it's worth it. I personally do not see it. And to me, for me, it's not worth giving up a Time Lord, a Romeo Langford, and three draft picks. It's not. We're not getting rid of Jalen Brown. The Hawks will not trade for Kemba Walker because it does not make sense because they have Trey Young. So John Collins, to me, is just out of the picture. Like it, The Hawks would not – we wouldn't be able to put together a package that would make sense for the Hawks. And even if we were able to, we do not have the ability to re-sign him. So – <laughs> like I think I think Celtics fans need to stop pipe dreaming on this. You know, with that being said, I still think Harrison Barnes is an option. I still think he needs to be our number one target. Uh but this is a situation where you're definitely in a spot where you need to start having conversations with teams outside of Sacramento. And, you know, it's unfortunate to say me and Rob last podcast were all over the Harrison Barnes hype train. And I'm going to continue to be all over the, the hype train there. But, you know, this is a situation where you get to start having conversations with Orlando as well. You know, this could be a situation where Aaron Gordon, uh, potentially an Evan Fournier, uh, that we need to start having. So that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, overall, not a great game for the Celtics, and it's just it's another game that shows that we need help. So, you know, we're facing we're facing the Wizards on Sunday. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say we should win this. Because it seems like every time I say that, something goes wrong. You know? So I'm just going to avoid it. Should be a good game. And for all you Celtics fans, if this is the first time you listen to the podcast, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Rate, review, anything helps. I appreciate you guys joining, and I will talk to you all on Sunday. Have a great night, Celtics fans. I, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic.